Good morning and welcome to Belong Church. I'm so glad that you're here with us and taking this journey along here with us. I'm Pastor Kevin and it's just so awesome to have you with us. And If this is your first time being here with us, I would encourage you to take the step of connecting with our text communication system and that's simply by texting the word welcome to 469-289-1111. One four, and no one's going to spam you. Nothing's going to happen. It just gets. A, we're going to be able to have the ability to communicate back and forth with you through text. It's the modern technology, so it's a great way for us to stay in touch with one another. Today's message is found out of the scriptures in the New Testament from the book of Luke. And you may or may not have ever heard this story. It's often entitled The Good Samaritan. But Jesus is making up a story. He's giving an allegory, if you will, of a scenario. So none of the people are real. None of the situations happen. This is something that Jesus came up with. So I'm not going to dig too deep into supposing more into it than what there was. But Jesus was telling this story at a time when it was extremely racially charged in his country. And what's interesting to me as we are doing this now is it's extremely racially charged where we are at and where we find ourselves. So I think it's interesting as I, as I prepare this message to think about Jesus at a time when it was completely people against one another. He tells a story and he includes race in the story. If you, if you follow along with me, again, I'm going to tell the story, and you can see that the, the scriptures in Luke chapter 10 is from 30 to 37 in the verses. But here Jesus is telling a story to answer the question of someone saying, who is my neighbor? It was someone who um, was not happy with the answer that Jesus gave, and it kind of points to, and you can read in between the lines a little bit in there of his answers back and forth with Jesus. But Jesus says there's a story about a man who's walking on a particular road. Now, that road would be the equivalent of something everyone knew. And at that time, it was one that was completely filled with a lot of violence. And, and that's where robbings happen all the time. In fact, they said there was a lot of blood from people being hurt and killed on that road. That as you're walking, so this is the story. This is the setting that Jesus is telling the story in. So he says, on this road is a man and some robbers stopped him and they beat him down and they took all of his stuff and left him for dead. He's not dead, but he's so beat up that he can just do nothing but lay there. He is so very hurt. And in Jesus' story, in the telling, he says, and then a priest came along. And, it, and the references are he's coming back from church. And he saw the person and says he went on to the other side. After that, a Levite comes, who's also a religious leader, but not as high in in importance in having to stay clean as the, the priest. But he sees it, and he also goes over to the other side. So these are people that are Jewish. This is who Jesus is talking to. So that's one side of the racial tension. There's the Jewish people, and they think that they're right. 
And in, in any place, in any place with racial tension, each side thinks that they're right. And here's where Jesus pushes their buttons. He goes, and then a Samaritan, which, which is the other side, the people that they are completely against. And we see even in a, the story, the woman at the well, that normally they would take a long way around to stay from going through Samaria. They'd rather walk way out of their way than to pass through there because there's so much tension. So Jesus continues. He goes, but a Samaritan walking on that same road comes upon that person and runs to him. And he helps mend his wounds right there. And then he takes him into town and, and pays for a hotel and pays for him all the medical attention and says, here's some money for even in the future that you would take care of him while I continue on with my journey. And when I come back, if, there, if it's incurred more, I will pay it. Well, right there, you pit the, the Samaritan as the hero in this story, in this allegory, and the Jewish people as missing the boat. Now, we don't know who the, the person is, if it's Jewish or what nationality he is, that he's down there. But here's the story of the Levite and the priests passing it over, seeing what's going on. You see, in the Jewish culture, the, they were not allowed to have contact with a dead body. So, again, we're reading way too much into this simple story that Jesus spoke. But it's been said that perhaps the priest and the Levite thought he was dead already and thought, I need to stay clean, and I don't want to be inconvenienced by what would happen because if I went to help him and he was, in fact, dead, then I would be unclean, and then I've got to go through the cleansing process, and I can't go home. I can't, go to, I can't do my job. I can't. I mean, it'd be like going into quarantine like what we're going through right now, okay? And nobody wants that. So it's easier just to turn a blind eye and say, okay, I'm going to go over to the opposite side. I'm going to stay as far away from that. And the priests were particularly subject to having to stay clean. So we don't know. Again, it's a story that Jesus told. So I'm not going to try to dig too deep into what it would be at, at anything. But I think it's interesting that Jesus looked at the racial tensions at that time. And he chose a scenario that pushed that tension button. But can I tell you, we've all fallen and need some help. It, I'm reminded of that old TV ad of the, the lady who says, help, I've fallen and I can't get up, you know, and, you know, we can laugh about that. And I mean, certainly there are a lot of people who are in that situation. And thank God we have the technology that will do that. I mean, even my Apple watch now has got settings that if I fall, it's going to automatically call 911 and let them know that I have fallen. I mean, it's great that we have that technology, but the, the commercial was pretty funny. But I can tell you that for me on my side, I actually had an experience like that, and I wasn't wearing my watch. I'd taken some new medicine. It was the beginning of this year. It was actually December 31st, going into January the 1st, New Year's. And I was, I was talking to my doctor who prescribed me the medicine, and then when I went back, because it wasn't quite working like I wanted, I talked to another doctor, and I'm like, oh, that's way too low of a dosage. You need to take three times that much. So this particular night on December the 31st, I went ahead and I took three times. I'm like, okay, this is going to work out really good for me. Here we go. And as I laid in bed, all of a sudden my stomach started getting nauseated. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I thought, oh my, I wonder if I was supposed to take this with food. 
So I get up out of bed, and I go into the bathroom, and I open up the thing and look down, big, big letter tag on the side sticking off the bottle says, take with food. And that's about the last thing I remember because I passed out. Lenore can still tell you what the sound, that my head hit, my lips still nine months later, almost 10 months later, still hasn't healed completely of where I just slammed my, my head into the side of my bed, and down for the count I went. We've all had a situation where we have fallen and we need some help. And that's the story that we find ourselves with in this story of Jesus. Now, I, I joke and laugh about it because that's just who I am. But I said, man, there were so many people who couldn't wait to meet me and make new friends that they rode through red lights and everything with lights and sirens on to get to meet me that day. But we ended up with a house full of firemen and EMS and all this stuff. And thank God nothing happened and I'm fine. But again, I will say, we all will find ourselves in place that we've fallen and we need help. But I want you to see in the story that Jesus gave us, the Samaritan had a cost. It cost him something. It actually cost him big, even in the, the details of what Jesus said, that not only did his schedule, his inconveniencing of his schedule, that where he was going, it's now delayed. So where he might have made it onto where he was going, now he had to get a hotel room. And he went over to him, and now if he were dead, if there's anything going, he is not clean, and he's got all these things that he's got to walk through and deal with. Then he got to the hotel, and out of his own pockets, he paid for that. And then he paid for all the bandages. He paid for all the medical supplies. And then he even gave money for the next month to be able to take care of him. See, it cost him something. See, in James chapter 2, verse 17, it says, Faith without actions is dead. Can I say it another way? Faith without action is hollow. There's not much there. But you see, what does faith mean? We look at this over and over again. It means I'm persuaded. I'm convinced. So I'm not that convinced or I'm not that persuaded if it doesn't move into actions. And I believe that's what Jesus' parable is all about. That we have to put action to being convinced, to being persuaded, to having faith. In another place, in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells another story about what it's going to be like on Judgment Day. And I don't know about you, but most people, including me, don't like to think about Judgment Day. That's when everyone will be judged by your deeds. In one place, it even says that we will be judged by every idle word, and that really freaks me out because, unfortunately, I have a lot of idle words and things that just like spout out of my mouth. It's like, oh, can I get that one back? And you can't. But here we read in this that Jesus says, on that day, on judgment day, the king is going to sit on the throne, and he's going to pull everyone that is good to the right and everyone that's bad to the left. Everyone will be judged. So this isn't the judging of whether or not you've accepted Christ. This is judged on what your deeds are. And in verse 35, Jesus tells this amazing story, foreshadowing of what's going to happen. So this is not an allegory. This is him telling what it's going to be like on that day. Remember, God says that he knows our entire life from the end, back line, all the way to the beginning. 
So he's telling us what it's going to be like. He said in verse 35 that there's going to be on that day, he's going to turn to the people on his right, so the people that are good, if you will, and say, thank you. When you saw me hungry, you gave me something to eat. When you saw me thirsty, you gave me a drink. And when I was a stranger around you, you invited me in. Verse 36, and when I was naked, you clothed me. And when I was sick, you took care of me. You see where this is going? When I was in prison, you came to me. He continues on to the, the ones that are on the left, and he says, and when you did the same things, when you saw I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When you saw I was thirsty, you didn't. And, and he goes on in the same scenario, so there's a two sides. But it's interesting, he says, they'll ask, the ones on the right, Jesus, when did we ever see you hungry? I don't remember ever seeing you miss a meal, Jesus. I remember ever you saying, I'm so thirsty, I need some water. We really got you a cup of water, Jesus. Oh, here you go, Jesus. Or that you're a stranger. We're like, hey, Jesus, come sit by me. Or Jesus, when you're naked, we're like, hey, here's some clothes for you, Jesus. Or you're sick, let me make you some soup. Jesus, when were you in prison? And we, we came and visited you. Here's the most amazing thing he says. It wasn't physically me. But when you've done it to the least, you've done it unto me. Verse 40, inasmuch as you've done it to the least, you've done it to me. I have to tell you, this is challenging. And I hope it's challenging for you too, because who is the least? You see, I can be walking in a path of my day, just like the allegory that Jesus told. And I can see something. It's like, oh, if I get involved with that, that's just going to, I'm never going to be able to keep my schedules. Or this is going to take me longer than what I want. I'm going to miss this appointment or I'm going to, it's going to cost. It's not convenient for me to get involved with this. Or I see someone who's in need. Oh, man, if I get involved with that, it's going to, it's going to, and, and you continue to add into all the what it's going to cost you. Sometimes we may find ourselves like the priest or the Levite to say, okay, in order to keep my holiness, in order to keep my way to where I'm going, I've got to just kind of like, okay, somebody else will deal with that. But Jesus says in Matthew 25, in as much as you've done it to the least. How many of you know, in that same scenario, had Jesus been telling this and it was somebody of great esteem, the, the ruler or the king or the president or someone that was way up high in esteem, if they were the ones on the side, everybody would be rushing over to them to go, oh my gosh, let me help you. And it, oh, if I'm unclean, that's fine. That's a, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make because this is you. you. You're way up here in esteem. But it's easy when it's the least to say, I'm just going to go over the other side of the road. But Jesus says, when you see the least that are hungry and you feed them, 
it's the same as if you're feeding me. See, everyone, I believe, would acknowledge that Jesus is the highest. I don't think there's any debate in that. I don't think there's any uh, competition that there would go in there that if we saw Jesus needed a bottle of water, we'll give him our bottle of water. There's no question at all. If Jesus was sick, we will have people standing in line to make him some soup and to bring him some crackers and some bread and, and to say, here, Jesus, here, we made you our, uh, this is what always works for us. This is what my mom did for me. So here we go. Here we go, Jesus. This is, we would do all that. Man, if Jesus was in prison, we would be running to that prison like, put me on that visitation schedule because I want to go see Jesus. If Jesus walked into a room and he didn't know anyone, say, Jesus, come sit with me. I'll, I'll introduce you to all my friends. I'll, I'll make sure you're not a stranger. Jesus says, in the least of these, when you do it, it is the same as if you did it to me. I don't know if you've ever heard this kind of a message before. I don't know if you've ever even put these two situations together. Who is the least? you will, bow your heads with me. The question I ask very, very often is, where do you find yourself today, right now, while you're listening to this message? Where do you find yourself? Who would best describe you in the scriptures we saw today? Are you the hurting? Or are you too busy to, quote, be there for someone who is hurting? Is it so messy you just want to move over to the other side and maybe turn a blind eye? Or are you giving water and clothing and feeding, visiting and being friendly? Or are you someone who's in need of the basic of human needs? Regardless of where you find yourself, we should be doing this as if everyone around us is Jesus. Doing it as unto Jesus. Serving the least. Now, I don't believe God puts a, a value that there's least and greatest. I think he did this for our benefit because we do. So wherever you find yourself today, I want to encourage you to take the next step. And if it's because you've never accepted Christ and you've never decided to start this journey and, and you're the one that's in need of many, many things, I would encourage you to pray this prayer with me. But if you're one that's convicted like I am, that there are least, quote unquote, of these, people that I would maybe look at my schedule and move on to the other side, we need to be doing better. We need to be thinking about that day when we're going to stand before God. And he's either going to say, you did what I wanted, you did all these things as unto me, or why didn't you? If you want to say that prayer with me, I invite you to simply say these words after me. 
Say, Father in heaven, right now, I choose to give up doing it my way. I surrender my life to you. I ask you to forgive me for every time I've missed it. Today, I receive your new life. Thank you for sending Jesus for me. Today, I give you my life. And I choose to put my trust in you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to take the next step, and that's simply to text the word CONNECT to 469-289-1114. Again, that's our text communication system, and no one's going to spam you. No one's going to come after you. It's just going to let you know what your next steps are if you'd like to take them. Let's close in prayer. Father, I just thank you for the challenging message that is today. Lord, I thank you that we are challenged to look at the Good Samaritan and look at what you say is going to happen in the end time when we all stand before you for the judgment of the good and the evil together, for our deeds, what we've done. Lord, help us to go. Lord, help us to be inconvenienced. Help us to move past our inconvenience and to give and to love and to to feed and to clothe and to befriend. Lord, help us to never, ever forget this simple little message. Let us challenge, be challenged by it all the time. Lord, lead us to the place you want us to be. Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor. In your name we pray. Amen. Watch the end so you can see ways that you can connect, have social media with us, and ways to give.